is the Story Mobile Podcast. We are a solar-powered moving art space that travels to events and through neighborhoods to collect your stories. The St. Paul Almanac book was created in 2005 and has since been released annually. The goal is to bring together the diverse community of St. Paul through literary arts. The Almanac is a meeting place for sharing stories and artwork of our community. This year, the St. Paul Almanac released their 11th volume, On a Collected Path. As part of a reading festival, authors have gathered at various venues throughout St. Paul to read their fabulous work. On Friday, May 12th, readers gathered at Cahoots Coffee Shop in St. Paul to read their pieces from St. Paul Almanac's Volume 11, On a Collected Path. Our next reader, David Mather, is a writer, archaeologist, and gardener. He and his family enjoyed life on the west side, and David is the author of Frog in the House, a book for children that takes place here in St. Paul. Please welcome David. Thank you. This is called Lost and Found. I'm searching for our dog tonight in the October rain. Actually, it's worse than that. I'm searching for my nine-year-old daughter's dog. He's her first dog, a birthday gift a few years ago. Her grandparents had gone to the rescue center just to look. We received photos later that day. I wasn't ready for this, but as we met him the next night, I knew that didn't matter anymore. He was an adorable and naughty puppy. Isabel named him Coco because the tips of his ears looked like they'd been dipped in hot cocoa. The choice of, a name, of the name was a small relief. She was six then, and she also considered Teddy Bear, Fluffy, Chocolate Ice Cream, and My Little Pony. As a puppy, Coco had sharp little needle teeth and he liked to chew. He especially liked socks. Once he ate one of Isabel's, small and bright pink, he threw it up a few times but would quickly eat it again. A few days later, I noticed in the backyard that he had passed it. Unfortunately, he saw me notice. We both stood, silent, still, pretending nonchalance but keeping each other in view. <laughs> then he went for it. Not wanting a vet bill, I lunged for it too and ended up prying his jaws open while a turd-encased sock jiggled around halfway out of his mouth. What have I become, I wondered. There's not enough hand sanitizer in the world for a moment like that. Coco was a good, support, a good sport about his loss, at least, wagging his tail and licking his lips. Now I, returned, I, I briefly returned to the house for a flashlight and his leash. I haven't found him quickly. Isabel is still crying, and I lie to her, a dumb lie. I tell her not to worry because I'm good at finding lost pets. Wandering the neighborhood streets calling for Coco, I wince at the memory of those words. He could be anywhere. Our corner of the west side is a maze of dead-end streets cut into steep wooded slopes. I know it well because of Coco. It is surreal to be walking it now without him. We hadn't lived here long in our first house before he joined our family. Coco and I rarely miss a day exploring the neighborhood together. Nearly three now, he's grown into a handsome dog with golden retriever coloring and the body shape of a chow. He has mellowed with age, and so have I. He's my buddy. Just a few hours ago, I was lying on the floor with him, rubbing his belly, and now he's gone. I can't believe it. My gut aches. 
but there's a glimmer of hope. A guy tells me that he saw a dog running left at the next corner. Either that or a deer, he says. Soon after, peering through thick brush into an overgrown lot, I hear a big animal stamp and snort. Not Coco. Wandering isn't working. I need a game changer. I yell, Coco, let's go for a walk. It seems silly since he's already walking without me, but these are the words that get him more excited than anything. Besides, I have no other options. I keep belting it out because I'm not going to give up. On the fourth try, I hear tags jingling, and there he is, a beautiful sight running down the street toward me from the next block. He's stolen someone's wiffle ball. He sits wiggling like he always does when we're about to go, and I attach the leash. We're both soaked, but life is good, and it's a short walk back home. So, thank you. To hear more stories, learn more about Storymobile, and to find out where we'll be pedaling off to next, visit storymobile.org.